Welcome back to High Hope Sports Cast. Uh, happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to 2022. Uh, here's to a better year this year. Uh, did you have any uh, anything cool for New Year's Eve, JJ? Any uh, plans? Why, well, hey DJ, how you doing today? Uh, not so much great plans going out or anything due to the weather. It's frigidly cold, and then we're supposed to be in a wind chill warning till tomorrow at noon. So I'll be watching the college football semifinal games that started a little bit ago and go all the way till ten o'clock tonight. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're just gonna stay in and uh, have some. Uh, few th- different snack type things for supper uh some uh little weenies wrapped in bacon uh some pulled pork uh the meat and cheese and crackers uh stuff like that and so uh just gonna be a, a night in and just hang out um this is also our 10th episode uh and we are one month in on our show we we haven't really gained that much listeners. Um, we kind of are uh, at a stalemate here, but uh, we're just gonna keep on keep on going and uh, continue to try and grow this thing out. And uh, I mean, it, you listeners that uh, have been listening to each episode here, uh, if you want to share it and help us grow, uh, that would be much appreciated. But uh, yeah. We're just gonna keep this thing going, and uh, yeah, we're we're just having fun here, and uh, we've we've learned a lot in the first month. Uh, we ran into a lot of troubles in the first couple episodes uh, with connection issues and things like that, but we learned and figured it out, and uh, I think we have uh, improved a lot. Um, the other day, I watched, I listened to one of our, it was probably our second or third episode. And in comparison to our latest episode, and it's like, wow, it, it's it's a big improvement. Um, I forgot to ask you, JJ. Uh, you know, my wife made those shirts with our logo, High Hope Sportscast, on it, and you said you're going to give it to your dad for Christmas. Uh, uh, how did he like that? Uh, yeah, DJ, my dad loved the shirt. He thought it was real uh, creative and ingenuitive, and innovative and he thought that uh he's trying to push the high hope sports cast up and he's starting to listen to it on his apple phone under apple podcast so i encourage people just to keep keep with us we're doing better each week and uh i really appreciate the support yeah and uh i guess a big uh shout out to my wife for making those shirts for us it was pretty cool (laughs) um yeah and in our last episode, uh, we were kind of interrupted by some uh, big breaking news of John Madden passing. Um, that's definitely been the talk around the football world since then, uh, and still is. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. He was such a, a respected man, and he is probably the reason a lot of people even like the game of football. Uh, from being a Hall of Fame coach one of the most liked and excited broadcasters you've ever heard, um, and also an icon behind one of the most popular video games uh, for many years, and it's still going, and I don't see it leaving anywhere, uh, Madden NFL, you know. I did see yesterday the NFL has asked all home teams 
this week to observe a moment of silence prior to the national anthem before the games to honor him. Um, I think that's uh, a pretty cool thing to do. He was uh, a pretty big staple in the NFL. Um, yeah, I just still can't believe he's gone. Uh, just let his memory live on forever. Some fun facts that I, I learned from the Pro Football Reference page about John Madden is that did you know he was the youngest coach in the AFL NFL at age 33 to start coaching in Oakland in 1969 uh his overall in 10 years of coaching with the Raiders he had 142 games he was 103 32 and 7 for a win loss percentage of 76% which is the highest and is still a record to this day. And he made uh, 16 playoff appearances. And of course, in 1976, he was 40 years old and he went to his first Super Bowl and beat the Minnesota Vikings. So that, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. So I just thought that was interesting. He's got a, like I said, reiterate, he's got a 76% winning percentage. He's the youngest coach in NFL history at 33. And, of course, he had a Super Bowl against the Vikings, which was kind of relevant. But <laughs> he, anyways, moving on, um, I was going to go to the Players of the Month for December. And the AFC Offensive Player of the Month, surprise, surprise, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, a, how about them Chiefs? Yeah, he had 1,110 passing yards, nine touchdowns in four games, 68.5% completion, only two picks, 108.8 pass rating, and the Chiefs offense averaged 35 points a game, and they have extended the Kansas City winning streak to eight games while clinching their sixth AFC West title in a row. Wow. Wow. He's quite quite the quarterback. I wish I'd give anything to have a guy like that in Minnesota. Yeah, I would do. And next, the uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Month is the Chiefs had Aaron Rodgers. He was 76 of 102 for a 75% completion rating, 811 yards, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. They helped clinch the number one seed in the NFC. He achieved his 10th Pro Bowl, which is now a franchise record, and he also passed Brett Favre on Christmas for the Packers' all-time touchdown passing record, which is 442. And to the defensive players of the month, we have Aaron Donald of the L.A. Rams in the NFC. He's had one sack in each of the four games in the month, which totaled six, six sacks for December, eight QB hits, Two forced fumbles, 20 total tackles, which eight were for loss. And we we got to see a really good display of how dangerous Aaron Donald is on the defensive line when we played the Rams last week. So what do you think, DJ? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they're all, all pretty deserving. I mean, even though we're Vikings fans, we don't like to see the Packers in those kind of categories. But um, I definitely just think that all those players uh deserve those awards um so and yeah aaron donald is just a beast um we we did see that against our vikings he's kind of just shown that 
throughout his whole career. Um, I believe he'll be in the Hall of Fame uh, one day in the future after he's uh, done in the NFL here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the AFC Defensive Player of the Month was Jerome Baker, linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. He compiled three and a half sacks, six QB hits, 12 total tackles, which half six were for loss. I don't know much about Jerome Baker because I don't get to watch the Dolphins that much, but congratulations. And the two offensive rookies of the month and the offensive NFL offensive rookie of the month include Amon Ross St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. And us Viking fans can remember that he got his first touchdown and the first win against the Vikings. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy for him or not, but he had 35 catches for 340 yards, three touchdowns and 26 yard rushing on four attempts. And for the uh, NFC or NFL defense rookie defensive player of the month, surprise, surprise, Micah Parsons. He added four more sacks, six QB hits, a forced fumble, 12 tackles, which three are for loss, and one more bid on Micah Parsons. Uh, he plays linebacker outside rush end for the Dallas Cowboys, number 11, and he is eyeing Javon Curse's rookie sack record. Now, the record is 14 and a half sacks held by Javon Curse, which you remember he played for the Tennessee Titans. Yep. And Micah Parsons has 13 sacks through the 15 game mark. Do you think he's got a shot at that, DJ? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he need, I, I'd say he one and a half to tie, two to break it. I'd say he gets one each week. Because they're both going to be competitive games against the NFC West com competition. And another rookie I wanted to highlight today real quick was Kyle Pitts, number eight, tight end of the Atlanta Falcons. The news on him is he broke Tony Gonzalez's record for most yards by a tight end in franchise history for the Falcons. He needs 11 yards to pass 2011 Julio Jones's most receiving yards by a rookie in Falcons history. And he could beat Mike Ditka. If you remember, Mike Ditka from the Bears played tight end for the Bears in 1961 as the only rookie tight end with 1,000-plus receiving yards in history. Pitts needs 128 receiving yards over final two games to break Ditka's record for rookie tight end, which would be 1,076. But the thing is, I want to mention, Ditka did it in 14 games. So I don't know how you feel about Pitts, DJ, but I think he's up and coming for Atlanta. I don't know what they're going to do offensively, but I hope he breaks the record, to be honest. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely a good tight end. Uh, I just think he's in the, on the wrong team. It uh, doesn't uh, really show uh, being on a, you know, a team like the Falcons and how they've, they have been uh, the last, I don't know, few seasons, but um yeah, he's definitely one of the up and coming tight ends. He'll probably be uh, a I don't know top five tight end, and you know probably in the f if in a few seasons. So yeah, no slight to Kyle Pitts, but I just wonder what his true stats would be if Calvin Ridley would have continued to play this year. Right. But um, on to uh, 
the 15 finalists for the NFL Football Hall of Fame. Uh, these are the class of 2022. And this is in alphabetical order, but first is the best. It'd be Jared Allen, a defensive end that played for the Vikings. We can all remember how good he was at roping up the, the quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. He was part of the Williams Wall, the 9 <laughs> team that went and played at the New Orleans Saints Superdome. Yeah, we got cheated out. We, yeah, Brett Favre had a broken ankle pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Second was the big Willie Anderson, offensive tackle for the Bengals and Ravens. Third was Rondé Barber, the DB for the Buccaneers. Uh, if you remember fourth, Tony Baselli, the big tackle for Jacksonville. Uh, fifth was Leroy Butler, another cheese head, a safety from 1990 to 2001. Um, another one from the black and blue division, Devin Hester, punt returner, kick returner, wide receiver for the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> we remember him, don't we, DJ? Oh, yeah. He uh, he ran some kicks back on us uh, back in the day. He was one. He probably will go down one, as one of the best returners in, in the game. Yeah, you always know when he was on the field because you were just waiting for him to break one, and usually he did against the Vikings. So, <laughs> yep. Well, the seventh one would have been Torrey Holt from the St. Louis Rams, wide receiver, 99 to 08. The eighth one is Big Andre Johnson, receiver for the Texans, 03 to 14. A throwback number nine is linebacker Sam Mills from the Saints. Uh, another throwback player is Richard Seymour, defensive end, D-tackle from the Patriots and also played with the Raiders. One of my favorite linebackers getting re uh, respect this year is the short Zach Thomas that played with the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Uh, number 12, DeMarcus Ware, outside backer for the Dallas Cowboys. 13, you remember this guy, one of Peyton Manning's favorite targets, Reggie Wayne is up. He spent a 15-year career with the Colts. Uh, another one of my favorite linebackers that retired way too early was Patrick Willis, linebacker for the 49ers. And another throwback for a DND tackle, Big Bryant Young for the San Francisco 49ers. Were there any in there that surprised you, DJ, and anything, any ones that you know are going to be locked in? Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of them that I've never heard of just because they weren't from my time, but, um, I guess, I don't know if it's really a surprise, but, uh, uh, Jared Allen, I mean, um, I didn't think he'd be eligible this soon and I didn't, I didn't quite know if, uh, they would give him hall of fame, but I, I, now seeing him in there, I'm I'm hoping that uh, he will actually get one of the spots this year. That would be awesome. And I do believe last year he was eligible also. Yeah. Uh, so this is his second year being eligible. So. Yeah, I'm happy to see Jared Allen get some love. I guess for me, when I'm looking at this list right now, I just the two receivers that stand out and I hope they do get recommended, maybe the three receivers, but Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt and Andre Johnson. They were all really, really good diva receivers. So definitely. Yeah. 
that was the list of 15 that got nominated. So that's all I got for you, DJ. All right. Um, more news uh, has came out about uh, future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. Um, we all know that uh, last offseason he was pondering retirement, uh, but obviously he did come back to the Packers and is now putting up another MVP kind of year and has a good shot at the Super Bowl. Um, he was asked about retirement after the season, and he said that he will not rule it out. Um, what do you think, JJ? Do you think he'll come back as a Packer, come back in a different uniform, or will he hang up the cleats? You know, DJ, I would like to see him, if they win the Super Bowl right off into the sunset, like kind of Elway and Peyton Manning kind of did. Um, this Tom Brady is there's just no way to break his record. So I don't know. You got the Super Bowl. You get another one. You accomplished pretty much everything you can do in the league. But hey, if he came back and put number 12 on in purple, would you turn it down? No. Just no. just how just just like how Brett Favre came. Um, I didn't I didn't turn it down. Uh, I didn't really like Brett Favre uh, just because he was a Packer. But you know, if you're gonna if that kind of caliber quarterbacks and come wants to come onto my team more power to him man <laughs> i think we could make room oh yeah <laughs> we, we can get rid of some players not gonna name any names but yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially when it wears number what eight yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A little article I found uh, on NFL, uh, my NFL app, uh, there were nine teams ranked for most likely to win the Super Bowl, um, according to the person that wrote wrote this article. So I'll list them off, but before that, can you guess them, JJ? There's nine of them. Okay, this will be fun. Number one, (laughs) I'm going to say, is it got to be in order, or I just got to guess the nine? Um. Well, if you guess them in order, I'll tell you. And if they're on the list somewhere, I'll tell you too. Okay, well, let's see. I would have to go number one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are not number one, but they are on the list. Okay, so we got Tampa. Uh, number two, Kansas City Chiefs are probably number one. Yep, they're right. They are number one. So I got two out of the nine. Um, let's try and go a little quicker here. I'd say Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they are on there, but they are not number three. Okay. Buffalo Bills. Uh, they are on there. So that's four. I bet you Arizona's still on there. No, they are not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is harder than it, it appears. Some of them, I think, uh, well, at least one of them is probably going to uh, surprise you. Was Tennessee on there? Yep, Tennessee's on there. Okay, is the Rams on there? Yep, the Rams are on there. There's two more. No, I don't think, I'm going to say Baltimore, but I know they're not going to go. Nope, Baltimore is not on there. So New England? 
Uh, no, they actually are not one of the nine. Holy cow. So <laughs> I would they're say both, they're I haven't both said the Packers yet. Teams. Oh, Packers oh. are on there. Oh, yeah. I thought you did say the Packers. So they're AFC yeah, they, teams. Yeah, the last two. The Packers are on there. Um, but the, the last two that you have not said are AFC teams. So are they the Colts? Yep. And the Chargers? No. Dolphins? No. Shoot. They're cats. <laughs> oh, Bengals? Yep. They got the Bengals on the top nine? Yeah. Wow. And did uh, and this. They're before Tampa Bay. Oh, they really like what's going on in, in Cincinnati, but I don't see them being the Chiefs. <laughs> Do you? So, so number one, in, okay. in order, number one is the Chiefs. Chiefs. Number two is the Packers. Pack. Number three is the Bills. Buffalo. Number four is the Cowboys. Dallas. Number five is the Rams. L.A. Six is the Colts. Indy. Seven is the Bengals. Cincy. Eight. All the way in the eighth spot is Tampa Bay. Well, the Bucks are that low. Yeah. Jeez. And number nine is the Titans. Titans. Well, to be honest, Mr. DJ, if it turns out Chief, uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Green Bay Packers, I guess I would just love to see that in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to see the Packers. If I don't know. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs would have any pro- other problems with any other a- a- NFC team, to be honest. The Cowboys, Rams, and the Bucks. I don't think they're that good. I, with all these no- these nine teams, I'd have my Super Bowl uh, would have to be the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cowboys. I like the sounds of that actually too, <laughs> but they are ranked in the top five, so. Yeah. Well, according to this, the person that wrote this article, obviously, I don't know many other people that would rank the Bucks at number eight, but I think it might be just because of the injuries that's going on. Maybe. And maybe. I'm not sure. I know that, like we talked about earlier, I said that JPP and Shaq Barrett have been on the COVID list, and they got Mike Evans back. There's just so much movement in the NFL right now on the rosters. It's hard to do fantasy. It's hard to do your personal picks. And you just kind of go with the flow so far to see what's going to happen the day before the game. You just never know. Yeah. There that quote is again. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> we say that a lot, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, I guess we'll just get into our uh, Week 17 matchups now. Um, And remember, there's no Thursday night games anymore. Um, So we did not have a game last night. Uh, So the first game on the slate here is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington football team. Eagles 8-7, football team 6-9. Washington has allowed 41.5 
points per game in the last two weeks. That is the most in the NFL. Uh, they have definitely fallen off a cliff. Um, ever since that game, I believe it was the Cowboys game, Taylor Heineke got injured uh, and Kyle Allen had to come in. Ever since that game, I believe that they have just fallen off a cliff and they are not climbing back up. Yeah, and some more sad news, DJ. Montez Sweat's brother got killed in Virginia this weekend, so I don't think he'll be at the game. It's another oh, rush-in piece, and it's just so sad to keep seeing this tragedy. And I know we mentioned John Madden, but another icon today, I got word that 99-year-old Betty White passed away this morning. So Yeah, I heard that I, too. Tapers. It's just like every day something negative is coming out. Mm, and it's weeks before her hundredth birthday, so ah, uh. I know. But back to this game. Uh, the weather looks a little iffy in Washington. They do have Heineke back, but they're going to be without Miles Sanders, so it looks like they're going to try and pencil in Jordan Howard and Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick are both out. So they're going to be on third string running back Jordan Patterson. I'm praying Washington football team wins, but my football sense the Eagles are going to win by three. Yeah, I think the Eagles will win this one too. All right, then moving on to the Rams and the Ravens. Uh, the Rams are eleven and four. Ravens sitting at eight and seven. Uh, Baltimore three and zero in regular season home games in January. Uh, I don't see that uh, going to four and all. Um, they, the Ravens, they probably will not be with uh, Lamar Jackson, and if they do, he's going to be banged up. Uh, I definitely will give this game to the Rams. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's another team that's just fell down too. Is Baltimore. And I, I last episode I predicted they're they're gonna miss the playoffs. So yeah, DJ, I think your prediction's gonna fall right in line. The spread right now is three and a half, uh, favoring the LA Rams. This game was flexed from the afternoon to the twelve noon spot and will be on our area channel nine Fox. But I don't know. Um, if you didn't hear, uh, the running back for the Rams got put on IR. What's his name again? Uh, sorry, I can't remember. Not Sony Michelle be the starting running back, but Lamar and Marquise Brown look like they're going to be out for the game, so they're going to have to rely on Tyler Huntley. So I would, too, give this game to the Rams. Yep. Uh, then this next game, uh, this is my lock of the week. Uh, JJ's regular pitch. Um, we, I have the Buccaneers. We both have the Buccaneers 11 and four, uh, winning against the four and 11 jets. Uh, Tom Brady is 29 and six career record versus the jets 14 and four on the road. Holy smokes. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, we, we we you say lock and I say a W. So what else can we say about that game? Yeah, and I swear, if the Jets come back and win this, just like how the Lions did against the Cardinals when we had it as a lock, 
I I don't know what <laughs> man. Oh, this is just crazy. Well, just on a different note, uh it's gonna be in New York. It looks like uh Jay Jamison Crowder is gonna not gonna be able to play. So they're gonna be on their fourth, fifth, and sixth string receivers. And this Kenny Yaboa is going to be filling in at tight end because their first two tight ends are out. They don't got much talent left besides the quarterback and the running back. But can they pull off the upset? And I say, heck no. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Not against Captain Cool. Yeah, terrific Um. Tom. (laughs) And then next game. Uh, the Dolphins sit at eight and seven, playing against the ten and five Titans. Miami has allowed eleven point seven points per game since Week Nine. That's the fewest in the NFL. Uh, this is a team. Dolphins are a team that has completely turned it around uh, of late. Uh, I don't know. I, I I have to uh, I have to give it to the Titans. Um. But I think that the Dolphins will definitely put up a fight. So it could be a close game. But I ultimately have the Titans winning this game. Yeah, it's a coin flip. Uh, it's going to be really chilly in Tennessee, about 37 degrees. They're not expecting much scoring. So this Duke Johnson that they signed has really filled in the gap at running back. But... Um, not many injuries on the Tennessee side, except for, of course, missing Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. But I, I too, will be putting a check mark by the Tennessee Titans. All right, and then uh, great, thing, great minds think alike. We both uh, have the Patriots at 9-6, and six, winning over the 2-13 and 13 Jaguars. Um, it is JJ's lock of the week and my regular pitch. Um, New England won, has won seven of the last games versus Jacksonville, and I definitely think it will be uh, moving to eight of the last nine after this game. I, I don't really have much to say about this game. I've wanted the Jaguars to get a win without Urban Meyer, but this definitely is not the week that it's going to happen. I agree with you, DJ. The only thing is there's a lot of question marks on the starting roster for the New England Patriots. Uh, Damian Harris is still battling a knee injury. Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar are dealing with flu-like symptoms. And, of course, the kicker has got his questionable tag, but he always plays Nick Folk. Uh, James Robinson is, is on IR. I don't know if you heard about his injury last week. He got carted off their special running back. It's just not enough talent right now for Trevor Lawrence to be productive. So I got to give this game to New England big time. Yeah, and the next game is the eight and seven Raiders uh, and the nine and six Colts. Uh, the road team has won the last three matchups, uh, and this is at Lucas Oil Stadium. I don't see the road team winning this one. I definitely think, uh, well, it actually. I take that back. I don't know because uh, I don't know about Carson Wentz his status for this game. So uh, it's kind of up in the air here. Um, If Carson Wentz does play, 
I definitely have to give it to the Colts. But if they don't, I don't even know who the Colts' backup quarterback is. Um, I did hear rumor uh, a few days ago that the Colts were going to reach out to Philip Rivers and get him out of retirement. Huh. Um, I don't think that uh, I don't think that happened because we haven't heard an official statement about it. So he must have turned it down, or they actually didn't reach out to him. I don't know, but um. Yeah, I guess it, this game, it all depends on Carson Wentz, but I'll have to give it to the Colts. Uh, yeah, DJ, uh, sounds like you were right about the Phillip Rivers. He he did decline. Um, if you remember the Texas Longhorns quarterback from a few years back, his name is Sam Ellinger. He'll be filling in for Wentz if Wentz can't go. But it sounds like Wentz just needs to have two negative tests before Sunday. And there's still oh, a couple okay. days to go. And I, I've been watching the – I've been, brought this up before, but hard knocks in season with the Colts. I, if anybody can get a chance to watch all those episodes, it's up to like seven, I believe. They're just amazing what they're covering and, and sharing on the, on the show on HBO. But – I got the Colts. I wouldn't even call it an upset at this point, winning by at least a touchdown. And then we got the Chiefs uh, sitting at 11 and four, playing against the Bengals at nine and six. Uh, they are playing at Paul Brown Stadium, which is the Bengals stadium. Um, Kansas City allowed uh, it's allowed 12.9 points per game since week eight. That is the fewest in the NFL. I gotta give it to my Chiefs on this you. one. <laughs> Um, but 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 don't be don't uh, count the Bengals out. Uh, remember Joey Burrow last week? He had a uh, a game for the history books in in that game. So, and uh, Jamar Chase is killing it too. So, don't count the Bengals out. But I do have to give this dub to the Chiefs. Totally, DJ. I uh, I see that they're going to expect a lot of scoring with a fifty-one. 51- point over under between the two teams there is a chance of snow in cincinnati so this could be a fun game to watch and by the way it's on cbs at noon in our local area but i gotta go with your boy patty mahomes (laughs) he'll deliver because they're on a roll they're what they win eight straight and yeah. I, I don't see them letting up. I think they want to. They're going to be nationally televised. They're going to want to show what they got going into the final two weeks of the season. Yeah, and uh, they did Travis Chelsea back this week. Uh, he missed last game with uh, on the COVID list, so they did him back this week. Uh, so they will Tyreek Hill and Travis Chelsea will both be there, um, and look for them to be a factor in this game as well. So. And they get your kicker back. Oh, yes, Harrison Butcher. Yep. So that's cool. And then uh, the Giants and the Bears. Um, Ooh. I don't <laughs> – this is kind of a, I don't know, laughing stock game, I guess, if you want to call it <laughs> that. Um, the Giants are 4-11. The Bears are 5-10. and They are playing in, at Soldier Field in Chicago. Um, and the Giants and the Bears both ranked bottom five in points per game this season. 
So this should be a low-scoring game in the Chile Soldier Field. Um, but I have to give the edge to the Bears. The Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 4% chance of snow in Chicago. 22 degrees for a high with a 14-mile-hour northwest wind. So it's going to be cold. And there's a lot of question marks on these rosters with injuries. I don't know. Fields is questionable. Barkley's questionable. Tony's questionable. The kicker, Graham Gano's questionable. But I got to go with them. And then the Bills sitting at 9-6 and six, uh, against the 7-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons. Um, Buffalo leads the NFL with 163-plus point differential this season. Holy wow. cow. Um, yeah, I, unfortunately, since I don't like the bills, but I, the, I think the bills will definitely come out on top on this one. Yeah. Your boy Patterson and my boy, Kyle Pitts, they got to come together and make a run at this game. They're still eligible. They're one of the teams in the NFC that still has an outside shot at the playoffs, but as good as Josh Allen's been playing the last three weeks, I, I just don't see him stopping the that offense for one and, and the Buffalo defense, did you say 136 differential? Uh, not the defense. It's just them as a, as a team. Oh, the whole team. Yeah. Wow. I got to go with the bills. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope the bills rushing defense. Well, defense completely, uh, in all honesty, hope they kinda fall off a little bit this game i'm in the fantasy super bowl this week and when i got my swiss army knife of cordero patterson so we gotta get him some numbers uh yeah i well you're happy to see tyreek hill back too then yes and well he was back last week too but um i had i did have to change my quarterback uh lamar is out um, I actually changed it before I knew Cousins was going to be out, but I picked up Joey Burrow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that should be a good fill-in. Yeah, but he is playing the Chiefs, so I was a little leery oh. on adding him, but that's who I ultimately went with with, with what I had to pick from. Well, who are you going to cheer for, Joe Burrow or the Chiefs? Uh, obviously the Chiefs, but I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're saying. According, you know, I, I went through the stats of all the quarterbacks that were left, and Joe Burrow looked like the most consistent compared to all the other ones, so I had to go with Burrow. That's a wise choice. And then the Texans and the 49ers. Uh, the Texans are 4-11. and 11, The 49ers are 8-7. and seven. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo... Uh, he will not uh, have thumb surgery, and um, he could play this week. Um, so I don't. If he does play, I don't know how much of a factor he will be in the the long passing game. So I don't. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what his stats come out looking like. Um, it. it I don't know how bad that thumb hurts him, but apparently he didn't need surgery and he should play. 
Yeah, DJ, I have a little more to add to that. He had a fracture in his thumb and a torn ligament in his thumb. So I don't. I heard it was his passing hand. So how do you grip a ball without a thumb? Right. But I don't know. What I'm hearing fantasy wise is to go with uh, Trey Lance, the kid out of Marshall, Minnesota, went to NDSU, the the quarterback they drafted. And I don't know if you mentioned or not, but Houston allows over 141 yards rushing a game, and that's 49ers bread and butter. <laughs> the, the question mark is, is, will Elijah Mitchell play? And I haven't heard anything new on this status, but I still would go with the 49ers at this point. Yeah, I, uh, I actually tossed this game up, and I, uh, I'm re- – it's hard to say, but, but I'm going to think that the Texans will squeak one out and they'll help the Vikings, well, possibly help the Vikings out, but we don't really want to see the 49ers in the playoffs anyway, so no. go Texans. Go Texans. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Broncos and the Chargers. Broncos 7 and 8, uh, Chargers 8 and 7. Uh, they are at the venue for the Super Bowl this year, SoFi Stadium. Uh, the Chargers allowed 21-plus points in 11 straight games. Uh, longest streak in team history. Wow, their defense is really taking a step back. Uh, did you hear the news that Teddy's back as the number one quarterback, but he's still got a questionable tag? Um, I actually heard. I actually heard the other day that... He, that Teddy will be out and Drew Locke will start again. Huh. Well, this uh, NFL Rotowire has him penciled in as a starter as of today. But you probably heard it right. So if that's the case, then I got to go with the Chargers. There's no other real injury news to report there. So I definitely would have to go with the Chargers as well. Um, then the next game, we got the 7-8 and eight Saints against the 5-10 and 10 Panthers. Um, a little note I have on uh, the Panthers. Uh, we should change their uh, logo to a clown because there's a circus <laughs> over there. Um, Pat McAfee, if you remember him, he's he's a former NFL punter for the Colts. Uh, he, he does his own podcast. Uh, and he said that the the Panthers looked like a high school football team over there. Um, And Matt Rule did bench Cam Newton and will start uh, Sam Donald this week. So there we go again with the quarterback carousel. Um, I have to agree with Pat McAfee on this. I mean, that's what high school teams do. They they switch their quarterbacks when something's not working. Um, Man, this this ain't high school. This is the NFL, man. I got to chalk it up to Matt Rule's inexperience. I mean, he was in the middle of a playoff run. If he knew that he wasn't going to play Cam Newton, they should have never brought him on board. What's he thinking? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like he almost waved the white flag or something after two weeks of losing or three weeks straight of losing. And pretty much, like you said, they've been eliminated. Uh I just don't see a way if they're going to start Taysom Hill for New Orleans, 
they're going to be able to run the ball on Carolina efficiently enough to beat the Carolina Panthers. There's not going to be a lot of scoring in the game, though. No. Um, we we already covered the Rams game, but I I uh, I missed a, a note here. Um, Cooper Cup he is currently sitting at seventh in the seventh spot in receiving yards in a season. Uh, he needs 230 yards to break Megatron, Calvin Johnson's record. Uh, if the Rams don't rest Cup these last two games and he stays healthy, I definitely see him getting this record. Uh, I, I didn't know he was that close to Calvin Johnson's all-time record for in a season. Uh, I mean, 231 yards. He Some of these games this, this year, he's gotten close to that in one game. I would put a hundred dollar bill on it that he breaks the record. Yeah, it, I mean, if he stays healthy and they don't, they oh, don't yeah. uh, rest him. So, yeah, um, I don't think Sean Bay will will pull him for the last two games. But yeah, I definitely think that he'll break that record if he's out there playing uh, the time that he has been all year. So, um, and then the next game. Uh, the two 12 and one Lions against the four or five and ten Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks two and eight versus NFC this season. Ooh. Worst conference record in the NFL. Oh my God, that's terrible. It's not the Pete Carroll, you know, Legion of Boom type team that they had, and it's just they can't make their mind up on a running back and. Now there's talk that Russell Wilson's uncertain of his future and their big stud linebacker, he, they're uncertain if he's going to be back. And then the, on the flip side, Jared Goff is doubtful. And they got guys, have you ever heard of Tom Ken- Kennedy before? Or Jay oh. Pinkney? These guys mm-hmm. that tight end or receiver, I've never heard of them till today. <laughs> Sad thing is, it's a seventy percent chance of rain with forty degree temperatures. It's gonna be a wet mess. I I still gotta go with Seattle if they don't have Goff. Yeah, even if they had Goff, I I think I'd take Seattle. Um, and then a note on Seattle: um, former running back uh, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, he's interested in buying uh, a portion of the Seahawks. Uh, that would be pretty interesting. Uh, seeing Beast Mode. Uh, in part of the ownership conversation there in Seattle, <laughs> uh, he, oh. he give give out uh, free bag of Skittles to the first five hundred fans. The show, or now he's doing subway commercials. So who knows what he could pull off? Yeah, I think he's got Uber Eats too, and <laughs> yeah, he's just getting all this love in the from the media and. He's a. He must be a really cool guy off the scenes of football because he was a mean guy on the on the football field. Yeah, and it's funny that he's in all this media and commercials and stuff because when it came to media in the NFL, he did not want to talk to them whatsoever. And then he's over here doing commercials like crazy. <laughs> it's like I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm yep. just here so I don't get fined. He said that about <laughs> 25 times during that Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why they just didn't give up. I mean, yeah, he I wasn't going to say anything else, so just walk away. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, and then we all know Russell Wilson. There's been talk about him leaving the Seahawks this year. I just want to get uh, your opinion, JJ. What do you think Russell Wilson is going to do next year? Is he going to uh, come back as a Seahawk, or is he? Are we going to see him in a different uniform? Well, DJ, honestly, he is the face of the franchise, and if they're ready, if if they're ready to part ways with Russell, then I see a regime change in Seattle. But if I'm the GM, I do whatever it takes. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, DJ. He's a good guy. He's a little short and he's pretty fast, but he's got a power arm still. What do you do? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would, if I were the Seahawks, I would, I would definitely try to keep him. I mean, he's, like you said, he's the face of the franchise. He is the Seahawks. That's the first guy I think of when I think of Seattle right now. Maybe DK Metcalf. I don't know. Yeah. But I All right, and then moving on to uh, – oh, yeah, I would have to uh, go with the Seahawks. What were you going to say? You'd have yeah, to Yeah, I was going to have to go with the Seahawks in that game too. I think we both established that. So. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on to the Cardinals game against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are eleven and four, and the Cardinals are ten and five. Um, Arizona's won five of the last games versus Dallas. Uh, Dallas is kind of a different team this year than they usually are. So I am going with the Cowboys to win this game. And uh, I mean the Cardinals is just—it's not clicking for them anymore. So I. I think that that uh, continues the same this week, and they will lose against the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I'm not real high on the Cardinals right now because of what I've seen. They've had their games on TV, out of the Colts game especially. The Colts, do you realize they were down four starting linemen last no. week on, on the Christmas e- or Christmas night game? And then it's just like, um, they're, they they didn't have Darius Leonard on the defensive side of the ball, the Colts. Number 53, who's a pro bowler. So I don't know what in the world. is If DeAndre Hopkins is that integral of a part of the offense that they can't function without him, then they better hurry him back. But isn't he done for the year? Um, I think the reg- got- they, they said he was done for the regular season. Oh, okay. So there could um, be a possibility he comes back in the playoffs. Well, I would hurry him back. I I, I don't know. They're they're saying a big score of, of fifty one and a half points combined in this game. I, I I gotta lean toward the silver and blue at home, giving them the home field advantage and the win. Well, with the fifty six burger that the Dallas put up <laughs> themselves last week, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised on that that number either. Do you think it was genius to rest Elliott through the season and and not put so much strain on him since he was a little banged up and now they look fresh? All of them look fresh. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was smart. Um, just because that is your your uh, starting running back, but uh, I mean, look at it. It 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 worked for him. They're eleven and four, so. Um, I guess in in the long run, yeah, I guess it was smart. I mean, but in general, no, it wasn't. 
Yeah, how do you feel about Trayvon Diggs and their defense and how far they've come? I mean, Trayvon Diggs is a monster. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I just, I looked for the Cowboys defense to pick apart the Cardinals. Uh, You know, the Cardinals have fallen apart lately. So, um, I looked for Dallas defense to Take advantage of it. Yeah, I second that motion. And then uh, next is our Vikings game. Uh, we're like we always say, we'll try and get through this one uh, a little quicker. Um, the Vikings seven and eight, Packers twelve and three. Uh, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is out for this game. Sean Mannion will get the start. Um, that is why, well, one reason why I am taking the Packers over our Minnesota Vikings. Um, Green Bay, 33.4 points per game since week 11. That is the most in the NFL. That does not look good for our Vikings. Um, and it's at Lambeau Field, and it's primetime. Uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't playing, but it's in Lambeau Field. It, it's hard to win in Lambeau Field when you're not the Packers. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, this game where the Vikings are going to lose, um, I, I'm not going to say by a big margin just because we've been in every game basically all year. But uh, we're gonna, we'll lose this game and our playoff shots will basically be completely crushed and uh, we'll miss the playoffs again this year. That is my no- another prediction of mine. Uh, two purple teams missing the playoffs. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to uh, touch on the uh, Justin Jefferson being upset about the energy against the Rams last week. Um, I mean, he's also upset with the roller coaster that the Vikings are themselves. Um, with that being said, uh, there's already a lot, there's already talk, uh, like JJ mentioned before that, uh, Jefferson might eventually want out of Minnesota, uh, just like Diggs. Um, I mean, I don't like Diggs because of that, but I honestly don't blame him for doing that just because of how the Vikings are. And I honestly wouldn't blame Jefferson if he did the same either. Um, why would these good players want to stay on a team that is so up and down and can't find their own identity like this? It, uh, I mean, we we love them on our team, but uh, in reality, we put ourselves in their shoes. Um, why would you want to stay on a team like that that can't win? It, I mean, it, it, you have to think like, oh, I, I wouldn't blame them for doing that. So, yeah, I don't like Diggs for the way he left. Um, he could have done it a little bit differently, but I don't blame him for wanting out. And I wouldn't blame Jefferson for wanting out either. It might be a little too early for that, but like JJ said before, uh, it's kind of, there's 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 hints of that in social media and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I wouldn't blame him eventually if he wants out. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that, or I talked and mentioned a little bit last week, or the last episode, it's just, um, why do we, why does Minnesota sports 
lose top talent. What is the deal? Is it because our weather, which a lot of fans think it's the weather, but we let Johan Santana go. We let Randy Moss go. We let Kevin Garnett go. We let Stefan Diggs go after he did the Minnesota Miracle. What's next? Why can't we get rid of Kirk Cousins and start afresh? Let's build the offense around Cook and Jefferson. We got two elite running back and receiver duo in the league. And our offense fails week to week. We, sh- we settle for field goals when we need touchdowns to win the game. Field goals are for losers. You settle for, you <laughs> play for field goals, you lose. We learned that this year the hard way in several games. And in a lot of our games, DJ, this year comes down to who has the ball last because our defense is just the, is a middle of the pack defense. Yep. And we've been hurt with the injury bug. We've been hurt with the COVID bug. And now we don't have Kirk for the most important game of the year. Yeah, I don't agree with – I listened to a little bit of um, Mike Zimmer's press conference before we started recording here. And he just – he's out of gas. He don't have no no hype. He He's a really good people guy, and he does what he's supposed to do. But – Dang it, if we're going to ever bring a Super Bowl to Minnesota, we need to get the right people in the office. Spielman's mm-hmm. happy with 8-8. Eight and eight. There was a stat yeah, out. of course he is. A, yeah, there was a stat out that Minnesota's one of five teams that in the last eight straight seasons have won seven games or more. Is that a good stat or a bad stat, DJ? I mean, it doesn't, look, doesn't sound good to me. I mean, yeah. Is it? Are we supposed to be really pumped up and joyful as fans to be seven-win teams? You don't do any. It's called what, limbo. You're in limbo in the NFL if you are a seven-win team because you're not going to get a top-12 pick to improve uh, with a superstar, and you're not making the playoffs. It's just enough to fill the seats to make a profit. Yeah. So I don't see us winning this game either. I took the Packers. And you know what the weather's going to be, DJ? I heard it's supposed to be like 9 degrees. Yeah, they're talking zero wind chill, if not below by the middle of the game. Wow. So maybe we can bust up Aaron Rodgers, but they got so many weapons with Aaron Jones and uh, their other running back, A.J. Dillon, and Devontae Adams. Valdez Scanling's coming back. The only difference is we don't have, they won't have Mercedes Lewis as their starting tight end, which might hurt their run game. And they're down three starting old linemen. So, yeah. And I mean, we did cook back uh, yep. off the COVID list, but uh, the Vikings did put Adam Thielen on IR. Uh, I believe he did have ankle surgery, so he is done for the year. Yeah, that's true. I saw. Thielen's wife, I follow her, Caitlin Thielen. She was showing video of Adam riding his scooter around the house. I thought, oh, that's real cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we're, we're going to move on to the Monday night game um, here 
and that is the Browns at seven and eight, and then the Steelers seven seven and one. Uh, Pittsburgh has won three of the last games versus Cleveland. Um, and then an interesting note on this game, um, we kind of have talked about this before about uh, Big Ben um, possibly retiring after this year. Um, he Big Ben said himself that uh, all signs point to Monday night being his final home game in his career um, regular season. Uh, I mean, if they make the playoffs, they should could have a home game there, but it's looking like it'll be his final home game in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. Um, I'm sure that crowd is going to be going crazy, uh, showing him some major respect, um, and that'll be a a big game for Ben. uh, Emotional, I'm sure, too. He's been there his whole career, and then for it to to just end and be, you you know, it's your last game at home, it's going to be it's going to be special and emotional, I'm sure, for Ben. I think, DJ, we great minds think alike. I think we both took this as the upset. I mean, the Browns are favored, but the magical Big Ben is going to have one last hurrah to try and make a playoff bid. He's got to win out. Yeah, I took the Steelers as my – well, we both took the Steelers as our upset, and uh, all of our picks are the same. We just – <laughs> the first two, we the the lock in the regular one, we just flip flopped them, but all the games are the same. <laughs> That's because uh, for some reason, this the way it's set up this week, it's kind of what jumped off the page to me. The only one I different I was gonna do is if Goff was gonna play, I was gonna take Detroit. I I was thinking about that too, but I I decided not to. But now that I know he's not playing, I don't think they whatever this guy's name that played last week didn't do anything. So, but yeah, uh, that's all we got for the games here, and uh, uh, that's that's all we got for this episode. So we will end the episode here. Um, so please go check out our previous episodes. Uh, they are available on Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Anchor. Overcast, Pocketcast, and now also on Breaker and Radio Public. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Hope Sportscast and on Twitter at H Sportscast. So go follow us on there. Uh, we post updates and news and stuff on those accounts. Uh, you can interact with us. Um, and if you would like to donate to the show, hit that support button. Um, and our next episode will be out on. Wednesday morning, we will recap the Week 17 games. So, yeah, uh, thank you for listening to another High Hope Sports Cast, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.